have to win there. Painter understands. Trying to save it, jump ball here, and kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers! Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The ball is going to look up, baby. They're walking up no keys from Neil Carson Edwards. It is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. Brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast coming at you. I'm Tanner Lee. Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler are joining me tonight. What's going on, fellas? Not too much. Another night. Another night. Another uh, night of not watching Purdue beat Michigan. Man, I was bored. I was bored at not watching that game. I will say it was, it was fun to watch games and not be stressed the hell out. That is like, true. So I was. I watched most of the second half of the Baylor game. I watched most of the second half of the Alabama uh, Auburn game, and at the same time, also watching the second half of the Illinois game. I watched Illinois. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I was in Illinois last night in Central Illinois, and they did not have Big Ten Network, so I had to get, hop on my YouTube TV. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but. Yeah, I uh, I was rooting pretty hard for Nebraska. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I think I, in our group chat with our buddy who's a huge Illinois fan, I sent a text saying Haskins was feeling and it was like tied, and all of a sudden Illinois went on a ten all run. So I'll take the fault for that one. Yeah, I was watching late. <laughs> Kofi gets fourth foul. I'm like, oh, Illinois is in trouble. Played better without Kofi. Yeah. I don't get I'm it. nervous about that game. Yeah, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that one next Monday, but. Is what it is. Illinois looks pretty good. Michigan State looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. The rest of the Big Ten's kind of jumbled right now. But uh, our Boilers got a much-needed victory since the last time we recorded a pod. They got the win at Happy Valley on Saturday. I uh, forget what the final was. I've got it right here. It was 74-67. I believe we were like eight-and-a-half-point favorites or something like that, so we just missed the cover, but... I think Andrew, Andrew had us had us the covers, so yeah. he should know. Um, yeah, I'm just glad to escape out of there with a win. They're starting said, to play a lot better. I feel like well, there was a couple of years in a row where like every game we played there like ended up in overtime or something yeah, crazy was, like that. So yeah, the fact that we avoided overtime and got the dub, I, I like obviously I love Micah Shrewsbury. I think they're going to be pretty good. They've got a pretty good recruiting class coming in next year. So I think I think they're. Hope I mean for his sake. I hope they're done being the doormat of the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean he's he's has them playing hard right now. I mean they whooped mm-hmm. Rutgers last night, and Rutgers was starting to get on a little bit of a roll. So Big Ten's starting to beat up on each other. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But so what were your takeaways from the game Saturday? Definitely step up defensively. I think. I mean it it was hard to be worse than what we were against Wisconsin. I felt like. Yeah. Um, saw a lot of you know guys just standing around on rebounds and not boxing out. Um, but I loved what we saw from Ivy, especially down the stretch defensively. 
uh, definitely a lot more effort given on his part, which I, it sounds like it's something that probably Painter has been harping on him pretty or, or harping on him a lot in practice. And so it's good to see that hopefully he can keep that going. So I feel like if he can, because we, we saw it again, we saw it with Wisconsin. If, if we're not hitting offensively, our defense sucks. And if, you know, defense is supposed to travel and you can always play defense, you know, obviously shots don't always fall, but when you don't play defense, either, that's when you get beat and we have. Um, so hopefully, hopefully with that game and now the, you know, almost a full week of practice before the Nebraska, hopefully we can get some of those kinks worked out. Yeah. The uh, cancellation against Michigan might be a blessing in the skies yeah. to get some of those kinks worked out for sure. You get a couple of days to, you know, I think Brian Newbert mentioned this, but you get a couple of days just to like focus on yourself and not having to worry about another opponent, which, you know, had we played Michigan, they'd probably have, you know, a day or and a half or so to, to you know, of practice, but it'd probably all be focused on Nebraska, where now you can still spend those day, day and a half on Nebraska, but get an extra day or two just to work on whatever it is you need to work on. Right, right. Uh, the two guys that stood out to me on Saturday were Trayvon Williams and Mason Gillis. Mm-hmm. Gillis had some big threes. Trevion, I Trevion's going to be, he's going to be one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we got Tanner frozen here for a second. Oh. Yeah, yeah, echoing what you said, Andrew. I think came off the bench. Um, I think what do you have ended up with? 21. 21 and nine yeah. on uh, 20 12 shots. Minutes. Yeah, 12 shots, 21 minutes, three or four from the free throw line. Uh, three or ugh. he had nine rebounds, six of them were offensive, which I did not realize that. Two assists, two turnovers, one block. Um, but yeah, it was great to see him. We had that that clutch uh, that clutch shot at the end when Hare or however he pronounced his last name was just body checking him, and it took like the third time for him to do it before the official finally called a foul. Had he probably not done that, they might not, he might have got away with it because they were letting Hera just abuse our bigs down down low. Um, but I mean, he hit that and one towards the end that was desperately needed because that's when Penn State was just going on an absolute tear. Thad Moody says, always a good win, especially when you're at a birthday party with three Penn State fans present. I think I know two Penn – I think I know like one Penn State – two Penn State fans in my – out of all people I know in my life. I That's knew, because they I went knew, there. <laughs> I knew a couple that used to like their football, but then with the whole Joe Paul stuff, they don't yeah. really like them anymore. So I don't I don't know if I know any. I, I can't think of any. But – especially Penn State basketball. But um, <laughs> I don't I thought, know. I'd say I'm almost I'm almost a Penn State fan now. I'm I, am like, too, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't root against them when they're not yeah. playing Purdue, but um how about Isaiah's big three towards the end? I hope that gets his confidence going. Yeah, we yeah. so we we can't have <clears throat> I think we talked before we can't have games where Isaiah knew or Newman, I mean Newman did nothing to so play. Yeah. But we're hit where Isaiah Newman and Hunter don't give us anything offensively because they don't give us a whole lot defensively either. Um, which is disappointing from Hunter because, you know, he kind of coming in and hope, we're kinda hoping he'd be all defensive team, which uh, right now he's not set to do any, be any, all, any all big 10 team. Um, so if they're not hitting offensively, then I don't see a whole lot. I mean, and it's not even that, not even points, but they're not even, they're not dishing the ball. Like, I, don't, I don't think stats here. Uh, Sasha had six assists, which is, I he played like pretty well. He played pretty well, he, but yeah. Hunter had, Two assists, one turnover. Isaiah had no assists um, and one rebound. Um, so we got to get more from those guys, especially you know when games where Ivy or Sasha are being taken out of it. But 
but yeah, hopefully that that kind of gives him a little boost because he had been struggling a little bit, and hopefully we can get Newman some run on Friday. Yeah, you got to get something for his confidence going. But yes. uh, I mean, I I don't really fault Painter though. I mean, if Painter doesn't feel like he can trust him in big time situations and in tight games, then yeah, I mean, I think play that way. I mean, obviously he's struggling offensively, but if he you know, can I feel like the way to get for Painter to play is to play really hard defense. If he's not doing that either, then if you're not getting anything offensively, then there's really no point in mm-hmm. playing it, which, I mean, can't fault him for that, especially when you're trying to – I know some people are like, well, we got to get him playing for next year, but it's like I'm not playing for next year. We're not playing for next year. I know we're playing for this year and what we can do. But, I mean, I get the fans' frustration. I like him a lot. I hope he – I hope this doesn't mean something about him, you know, transferring. It's way too early to talk about that. I mean, we had this conversation about Wheeler all year last year, but I hopefully someone like – Newman can stick it out after, you know, doing a redshirt year already. And the fact that we're losing, you know, our top two guards at the end of the season, most likely. So. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not worried about him transferring just yet, but if yeah. this, uh, continues, then, then maybe, um, but, uh, one, one thing that drove me nuts was Edie's fouls. But like you said, they, uh, they were calling some Tic Tac stuff kind mm-hmm. of towards our way, but, uh, Man, he's got to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, it's the, it's the whole Isaac Haas conversation again of, you know, do they know how to officiate a big man? Because it's, uh, you know, with someone like Edie, I mean, he, he had his elbows up. I mean, it's not like yeah. he had him like, it's just when he has his elbows up, trying to protect the ball, his elbows just happen to be at the same height as most six eight six nine players' faces. And you get... Uh, you get called for it, which is, I think, right. stupid. But yeah, there was some, like, like, I just felt like, I mean, every game I feel like we're playing about officials. It is what it is, just Big Ten officiating. But it just feels, I just get really frustrated when you got, you know, one team getting hacked on one side and on the other end, they're barely touching the opposing player and they're getting every foul called and, you know, nothing for us. But right, whatever. Right. But it, it was what it was. Uh, I thought Ethan Morton played pretty well again. Um, coming for him and figured he'd sense. be pumped up. Yeah. Playing, playing it back, back in his home state. Uh, but he's definitely earned a lot of minutes on under painter. And like we mentioned, Mason Gillis, I mean, he's one of the most productive players in the country right now yeah. on offense. I mean, it's the whole, I, I heard some guys talking about, you know, the conversation of Mason versus first, just because obviously Mason is playing a lot, a lot better right now, which obviously first coming off of COVID, Quarantine, which you don't know. I mean, we, I don't think we ever knew if he was – I assume he was symptomatic if they actually test him. It sounds like we're not testing unless players are showing symptoms. Um, but if he was symptomatic, you don't know how much he was affected by it. Obviously, I know we saw Sasha last year be pretty rusty for quite a while before he was able to kind of get back in the swing of things. So you don't know how much first be affected by it. But, you know, I think first can give you a bit more on the defensive end just because he's more athletic and can rebound better. But, I mean, Mason's just a dog. So it's it's – I don't fault him for playing as much as he's right now at all. Yeah, he, he might be my favorite player right now, this Purdue team. He's consistent. So, I mean, he's about the one guy who shows up every game. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, any other thoughts or takeaways from, from Saturday? The only thought I've had um, do you guys, are you worried about rebounding at all? Yes. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Purdue on the stretch since they got to number one, Purdue has gone from absolutely dominating the boards to I don't remember the Rutgers game if they got beat on the glass I think Wisconsin they ended up like slightly ahead but it didn't feel like it and then they were even for this Penn State they're not boxing out 
from yeah, what yeah. I saw Saturday, they're just yeah. trying to jump the opponent or use their height. And it's like if they just boxed it, out, yeah, they get the kind of a discipline. There's like a, a discipline thing that goes with the defense too. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I think I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, going back to the Wisconsin game, even early on, you know, they had a lot of timely offensive rebounds that kept the minute and you know gave them a lead in the first half. Which, you know, had we just done our job, you know, that game could have gone you know gone our way. And, and I was watching the Illinois game last night, and those dudes, those dudes rebound. I mean, I saw. Uh, and it was kind of tight at the end. Illinois got like three straight offensive rebounds off. It was off like one guy got three straight boards, and Nebraska guy wasn't even close to even trying to touch him. And it's like you, know, you got you got a guy like Kofi who's just dominant, and guys who just outwork it. It can get really ugly. Thad Mooney with a good comment here: fouls on Edie just as consistent as what is a catch in the NFL in college. Yeah, good point. Good point. But so now the Boilers well, look ahead. The fumble is with the whole Alabama-Georgia game. I thought that was an incomplete pass. but I would have put money on it, and I don't know anything apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I learned something new every football game I watch, it seems like. so. Uh, but the Boilers now have a tough four-game stretch coming out in nine days. Uh, welcome the Cornhuskers of Nebraska at home this Friday, 630, Fox Sports 1. Mackie should be jumping as the fan as the students will be back. Thank God. Then back to back road trips next week. We uh, Monday Martin Luther King Jr. Day at Illinois at noon on Fox. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Warren, for that. Uh, at Indiana, I mean, what is I just, I just don't, what is the point of that? I don't. I, I, I mean, the NBA's done it for years. I guess they just assume. Of course, colleges have that day off. They assume most. Businesses probably have it off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sure, you have it off, Tanner, at the bank. I do not. I've no, take, I've taken it off. We do now. Yeah, we do no, not. Have that day off. I'm taking a long closed. lunch that day. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know that. No, much. but I, I did. I did take the day off. My <laughs> my girlfriend who works for a bank, she has the day off. So I went. Yeah, ahead and took. It I figured off. the bank was closed on Monday. Uh, mm. yeah, it used to be at one time. Um, mm. yeah, well, like mine then. Yeah, but uh, then at Indiana. Thursday night, seven o'clock, Fox Sports One. Hate that game <laughs> every I'm year. I'm so nervous for that game. I'm all, <laughs> yeah. I'm always nervous, but I'm even more nervous now because they're starting to play pretty well. Yeah, and we're not. So and then, then we host Northwestern on Sunday at one o'clock. Wait, wait, the IU team that lost to Penn State—that was like, oh, they're a bubble team. But wait a minute, we did, we did do something they, they couldn't do when at Penn State. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wait, who did they just beat? But oh, they beat Ohio State, and I think they're, I think Woodson's going to hang a banner already. Is that what it was? Yeah. So sounds like. They got a big one tomorrow up in Iowa City, so we'll I see if mm, I was nothing outside Keegan Murray. I mean, I know they gave us fits, they but sh- they struggle up there. Indiana does historically, yeah. so we'll see. It's uh, nothing, nothing easy on the road. I mean, Indiana, besides Ohio State, who have they played the last month? Notre Dame, Wisconsin, blew a twenty-two point lead. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that that Mooney's bragging that he's a four-day weekend. Yeah, shut it. Lucky you. <laughs> Had a four-day weekend last perks, week. Perks of being in the military, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, what what record would you be – would you take a three-and-one? Yes. Three-and-one over the next four games? As long as the one is Illinois. <laughs> 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 I'd be okay. I mean, as much as it would suck for us just knowing our good buddy and we won't live, let it live down. Because they've, they've had our number recently. They have. But I, I hate losing to them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get them. We get them back at Mackey, right? Yeah, nine o'clock uh, Thursday night game in February. I think it's like February tenth, if I'm not mistaken. I'll take it. Um, but it's, it's gonna be tough there, and just I mean, hopefully, 
I, I say it's a, it depends on how I'll feel differently depending on how Friday goes. If if sure. we see a lot of the same stuff on Friday, then I'm be. I mean, we play if we play the way we did against like Wisconsin, we lose by twenty. Oh, so they shoot the ball too well. Yeah, and that, that's nothing too. It's just our defense and rotations and leaving guys open. They they will make us pay for that. Ivy's gonna have to go nuts. They they don't have an answer for him <laughs> defensively. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really hopefully. I'm just hoping officials don't ruin the matchup of Kofi versus our big guys. Cause that can be really fun sure. just from a bad, just from a basketball standpoint. Sure. Um, I mean, we definitely have an advantage of the fact we've got two, two guys, but Kofi's <laughs> he's national player of the year right now. If, I mean, if not, if he's not in the, he's definitely one of the top guys. As you say, Johnny sure. Davis is in the conversation too. Yeah. Johnny's really good. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh yeah. Wisconsin's a lot better than I want to give him credit for. Same. They say after, after our loss, I was like, we just lost them out. I did not believe in that team at all, but they're they're putting together some some good wins. I guess hopefully we'll see how if that stays true the rest of the season. But yeah, they're they're better than I wanted to give them credit for. I wanted yeah, to we, write them off. And we, we we do have a revenge shot yep. against them too in March. So yeah, which I mean, the Colson is probably the one opposing venue I actually like to see us play in, just because we do pretty well. Like other, I mean, other, you might think like Northwestern, but. I hate playing there because if we lose, it's probably a bad loss. Whereas if you lose to the Cole Center, it's usually not a bad loss. But mm. I actually feel confident whenever we go up to Madison. And, and I don't want to pour salt in the wound because we've covered this game. But uh, what was the rack now? The uh, Jersey Mike's. That's becoming like my least favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I hate that place. Except that one time we won by like 60. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's, let's was, that when, was that when Jaquil Taylor hit a double double in like five yeah. minutes? Yeah, <laughs> we literally were up like forty a half. It was. It was and awesome. I watched that game at Beatles. <laughs> Go to Beatles next time we play them. Yeah. Uh, well, so I wore, the shirt I'm wearing, which is from the shop, which we'll cover that later. I wore this during the Wisconsin game. I might not wear this another another game the rest of the year. <laughs> First time wearing it, we lost. So I don't know. Uh, let's let's pick some Big Ten games. There's one going on currently right now. Michigan State's uh, hosting Minnesota. Michigan State's up fourteen to ten with eleven thirty four left in the first. I think Michigan State wins pretty easily. I, I, I watched too. Minnesota versus Indiana on Sunday, and again, it was kind of like Indiana got up like double digits, and then Minnesota came storming back in the second half. But then, as soon as they came back, they just stopped doing what they were doing. That got them the lead, and then just started doing uh, Lord knows what, and uh, <laughs> ended up getting beat by double digits. But they got some guys that could shoot. You know, sporadically, so I, I think Michigan State takes care of them pretty easily. Yeah, I think I think Michigan State's a pretty good team. I think Minnesota's going to wake up and start to slide. Yeah. Uh, Maryland's at Northwestern tonight. Northwestern's five-and-a-half-point favorites. Interesting, I guess. Yeah. Maryland cannot win a close game. No. no. So I'm taking the Northwestern at home. Yeah. Same. Good one tomorrow night, Ohio State at Wisconsin. I'm trying to figure out who I want to win this game because just like obviously we're yeah. we're two games back right now. Um, both I think Wisconsin's got one loss. Ohio State's got one loss with Indiana, so it's like I think Wisconsin gets them at home. So yeah. I think again. And then Indiana at Iowa, nine o'clock tomorrow night. Iowa three and a half point favorites. I. I think Indiana gets it done. They've been playing. I, I do too, unfortunately. Even though I 
was talking about how bad they're playing. Not so fast. I hope you're right, Andrew. I I want to knock them down a peg or two because they, they haven't won a road game yet. So yeah, that the true. only game they've won away from Assembly Hall is the Crossroads, which was essentially Assembly Hall North. Um, so they, I mean, they they need that. I mean, I know they've talked about that. It's like they want to make a tournament, they have to win road games. So, yep. but we'll yeah. Boilers in Nebraska Friday. God, pretty better, pretty better win big. <laughs> yeah, it better be a, it better be a comfortable win. I don't think it yeah. will be, but it better. Be. No, they need a nice comfortable win to get the fan base to relax. A yeah, bit. yeah. If it's like, if it's like five minutes ago in the first half, it's like a five point game. That crowd's gonna be. I'm not gonna be there, unfortunately, but the crowd's gonna be so antsy because I could just. I mean, is Bryce McGowan's gonna go off for? 30 is the he's next a player. Stud. He is he's a stud. stud. Although it was hilarious last night, his during the Illinois game, they were down like eight with like 30 seconds left, and he had a nice dunk, and he was like trying to act tough. It's like you're losing. Like yeah. stop. It. He's a one. He's a probably done. Oh, he's a one this done. year. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's uh, skinny, but yeah. But I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought that up though, because I meant to say Pickett went nuts for Penn State. I'm tired of seeing one guy on each team go nuts. At least with Pickett though, he was he was hitting some tough shots. Oh, he like, was. It's like with Davis, I felt like we were just letting him do it. We were letting him get confidence in the first half. Whereas with Pickett, it was just I mean they they went they started like one for nine from three, and then just like hit like eight in a row after that was something ridiculous. But at least Pickett was like we had some hand in his face, and you, at that point you tip your your cap. But it is annoying. I know a guy's really playing good against us when I'm watching the game with my girlfriend, and by the end of the game, she knows his name. And she goes, does Pickett ever miss? Well, I guess not today. Was it the Penn State game that they finished? They hit, they hit like eight of their last oh my nine God. threes. Yeah. yeah. So did, you guys know, did you guys know they only made eight threes that entire game? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was right. – I think it was like – I think the, the first three they missed after going nuts was like – it was like end of the shot clock thing, and he chucked up, and I was like, "That that's going in." Like, yeah. but then he missed it. Then I was like, "Thank God," because if that right. would win it, I'd be like, "That game's over." Like, we're not winning. That's I, I remember in. which one I, I I even said to Stephanie. I said, "If that went in, I would have turned it off." Yeah, <laughs> Again, it was like, like it was like very Little Rock esque of just like yeah. just hitting a stupid shot. Yeah. Like it's okay, not our yeah. day. This is not, yeah. <laughs> this is not not our season. No. God. <laughs> Um, and if this game happens Friday night, I assume it will, but I'm not sure. Michigan at Illinois. That is interesting because I don't know. I mean, it was supposedly Michigan have enough players to play us. And you, know, you think the five days, but it's like, do they I mean, I know last year they canceled the game because they only would have had like a day and a half to practice. It's like, are they doing this again? Well, <laughs> Illinois against Minnesota only had two days to practice. They went up there and, and they them. boat raced them. Yeah. But I mean, Michigan if you're Michigan, about. if Michigan can't play, that's three games they got to make up. Yeah. Which yeah, then they got to institute the 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 bring back the forfeit policy. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a mess. Things are gonna have to get shifted around. I'm I'm just afraid they're gonna reschedule it when we have two tough games and put it right in the middle. So we're gonna have a three yeah. three game gauntlet. Well, actually, I was looking and I I I only looked at our suit. I didn't look at theirs, but I was thinking. I was like, there was one. Where was it? I think it was in March. We. Uh, maybe not. Uh, I can't remember. We played them. Oh, we played them February 5th is a Saturday. And I was like, and we don't have a game until the 10th. So I was like, do we just do like a back to back, like Friday, Sunday? Like we just both just travel up to Ann Arbor on, you know, on Monday uh, cool. and go to Monday and just play like NBA playoff style. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule, so I have no idea if that would even work for them. Probably not, but let's look it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up right now. I'm um, looking it up right here. 
so I, I don't know how this is. I'm already like Butler's getting hosed with the scheduling thing too <laughs> because they had a couple games canceled and they've got thrown back on there. So Butler has starting next this Sunday. They go Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! At Villanova at UConn, home against UConn at Providence. That sounds awful. Those are all four, tough. Four man. games, four games in seven days, and because of like COVID, because there's two games, games that they re- just yeah. jammed in there. It was ridiculous. Michigan plays at Penn State Tuesday, February eighth, Levy. So there goes your plan. Crap. Because then they would have to go from Ann Arbor to State College in a day. So yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean. Butler's going Tuesday at UConn, Thursday home against UConn. I mean, they could do that. That's Tuesday to Thursday. Same thing. The Big East obviously doesn't care about Butler. <laughs> nah. but uh, I think they just yeah, they just got to get that. The Big Ten's going to have to do the same thing. Yeah. They're going to have to start jamming these games in there, and then play, play, teams are going to play four games in a week. Kevin Warren, you suck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if if that game does happen, who do you like, Michigan or Illinois Michigan, Friday night? Or Illinois. Oh, yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern at Michigan State Saturday. These two teams already played once. They did. That's right. Uh, Michigan State. Yep. Uh, Rutgers at Maryland. Before last night, I probably would have picked Rutgers in this game, but I'm going to pick Maryland. I'm going to give the Terps this win as well. No. No. Ron, Har- Ron, Harper, Ron Harper Jr. is going to find some mojo again. And then Sunday, Penn State at Ohio State. I'm going to say Ohio State, but I think it's a close one. I'll agree I'm, with you. I'm, I'm on I think Penn, like yeah, Penn State's playing tough. Yeah. In Iowa at Minnesota. Iowa. Iowa. I'm going to get Minnesota on this one. Then we'll go ahead and predict the Monday because I doubt we'll uh, – Yes, it won't be able to – Do a pod. Yeah. Purdue at Illinois. My head is Illinois all the way, mm-hmm. but going with the Boilers, obviously. Close one. I, I hope it's a good game. I hope we can pull it out, but it's going to be a tough one. I, f- I feel like this break is actually going to give Purdue some hope to get right. I mean, I feel like they haven't been right since, Butler. since the Rutgers game. Well, the Bu- I mean, yeah, I guess, but like Rutgers, since the Butler they played oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's honestly, the last good game. Butler's played, yeah. terrible. So. And Butler's missing two guys, too. Yeah. Uh, more than two. They're missing oh, was like it? four. Was it? Were they? Yeah. Hmm. Two and two that were playing. There's two other guys that were played significant minutes last year that have not played this year yet. Still. Oh. Okay. Um. Speaking of, of Bowling, I think I. Yeah. There was a, what? Joey Brunt got some run against. I didn't know he was even playing this year, but for Ohio State against Indiana, I thought it was just because he played for Indiana what last couple seasons, but then he got a ball just ricocheted off his face thanks to Trace Jackson Davis. But former Butler, Bulldog. I'll take the Boilers too, Webby. I'm like you though. My head's saying Illinois, but I, I can't do it. I I think it's going to be Purdue. I think this, is, this Purdue's going to show some fire for the first time in six weeks. I mean, we're, has like we're to best performance, like he did well, his like sophomore year. We went off for forty. Yep. I'll take that. Indiana at Nebraska Monday night. I don't know. Can I? You win on the road. Pinnacle's a tough place to play. Yeah, I still think – I think the Indiana played them earlier this season. I think they were one of their earlier games, uh, the December – I'm going to go check that real quick. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah, they beat, uh, them. You... they beat them by 
13. No, I, I said 33. These are my 13 at Assembly Hall. I think Indiana gets it done. I think it's a close one, though. Ugh, they're going to be on quite no. a run if they get these next two. Nebraska's first first Big Ten win of the year comes back <laughs> that, uh, Monday. I like it. Monday night. I like it. I like it. I like it. Any more basketball thoughts before we switch gears for a little bit? I just hope this is a get right game for us. I mean, I mean, we need to, I mean, I mean, we're still, you know, a lot of the experts still have us. Obviously we didn't drop that far in the rankings, more of a credit probably to Wisconsin than anything, but I think we're ranked eighth in the net, which is a two, probably the, the last two seed. Um, but obviously I, I know our defense efficiency took a massive hit in Kent. We're like, we're like 67 or something like that. So that needs to be fixed badly. I mean, I don't, we're never going to be a good defensive team, but just need to be decent. I feel like to with our offense, like I think with with the offense that we have and capable of, we don't need to be you know locked down, but we got to have something better than what we've seen as of late. Just keep winning. Yeah, right. I feel like a broken record, but I would like an easy win. But just keep winning. Just keep getting those Ws, no matter what it takes. So. Yep. Before we uh, talk about some football, you, you have a uh, shirt from the shop, Webby. I see they're doing a deal today, fifteen uh, percent off a few sale items. But if you want something that's not on for sale, you can still get it on discount. for sale. Let you can them, do uh, the indie.com enter breakdown when you check out. You get twenty five percent off any item. That to be pretty related. Could be any. They've got if you want to wear cult stuff after that debacle that was Sunday's game against. Oh. Feel free to. Or if you want to, if you've got a bulldog or a Hoosier in life, you want to buy items for for some reason, you can do that. Or they've got some awesome Purdue gear still, uh, stickers, NIL shirts. So the Pacers got, might be boring to watch right now, but if you want to relive the glory days, you've got some, some cool throwback <laughs> yeah. Pacer gear. I saw they just, uh, they I think they added a few, let me double check, but I think they added some, uh, uh, they do it also um, like culture, uh, pop culture. So I think they had some shirts from, uh, Parks and Rec. So yes, because yes. that's an Indiana-based show. They had some pretty cool shirts there. Um, but yeah, just head to the shop indie.com or if you want to stop in their stores, one in Carmel, one in Broad Ripple, uh, you can stop into their actual stores and check them out. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're hungry, come Friday night. You know it's kind of weird time, game time, six thirty, <laughs> right, right in the middle of dinner time. Order some Mad Mush. And right now they're. Mm-hmm. Pizza of the month is the Killer Bees. It's barbecue sauce topped with chicken, bacon, banana peppers, and mozzarella cheese, finished with a ranch swirl and served with another side of ranch. Only starting at fourteen dollars, so get two of those bad boys for twenty-eight bucks. That puts you over twenty bucks. And if you use discount code online break five or tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you, you get five dollars off any order over twenty dollars. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And that pizza does look delicious. Yes. I uh I, I want that one actually. I, I I need I need to try that one. Maybe maybe I can convince my parents to swing by there Friday before the game. Maybe, maybe. You might just take the afternoon off Friday, Tanner. Uh, make, make it an extra long weekend. Uh, You're taking Monday not? off. Why not? Or just go off. there on Monday to watch the game. I like the way you guys think. Both of you. I like the way you guys think. 
Uh, let's talk a little football, boiler football. I know the season's over. College football season is now complete. That that Somehow Georgia and the season in the top twenty-five for some stupid. Ah, uh, that's right. What I was getting to: think, Georgia Bulldogs think, national champs, but we're ranked 29th in the AP. I, saw, I think SI. Someone posted SI had Purdue twenty-fourth or something. That's for next year's next year top um, twenty-five. I just saw the headline: twenty-fourth SI, twenty-second on Fox. Which is which is nice. I mean, it means nothing, but it's nice yeah. to get some hype. Going into the yeah. season, but I was just appalled. Nine and four, <laughs> and you don't get inside the top twenty-five. It kind of haunted yeah. me off. With two at, top I, five wins and, yeah, was, and a bowl yeah. win, yeah. I was just looking at team, yeah. all the teams that were in front of us. I believe had double-digit wins, which is like I get, but well, also like we had. I think we had some pretty nice quality wins and no bad Tanner, losses. Are you, are you sure Purdue? Sorry, you said nine and four. According to Paul Feinbaum, Purdue was eight and five. <laughs> Yeah, him and him and Dick Vitale were uh, not on my favorite list last week. Uh, you know, if I had to pick one between Feinbaum and Skip Bayless, I really don't know which one I'd pick. I, I find them both insufferable. Is Skip still on TV. I haven't you know, watched. Yes, he is. I haven't watched. I haven't watched ESPN in like two years. He's not. So. He's on Fox he's on Sports Fox. One. Okay, yeah. I haven't watched that either. Him and Shaman Sharp, who's annoying himself, even as yeah. a Bronco fan. Shannon's pretty <laughs> annoying too. So. Uh, yeah, fine bomb, just a loser. I'm sure he's <laughs> crying about because he roots. He's a Tennessee alum, but he also loves oh, Alabama. Right. But he loves Alabama, so I'm sure he's crying right now. But, say, did he? Uh, was the game final, or did he say that Alabama actually won that game? <laughs> oh, I'm sure like, he said Alabama yeah. won. Um, yeah. He he probably probably since uh, their stud wide receiver went down, he probably says not fair. Yeah, it's a, so, yeah, it's, you have to replay the game. Yeah, actually, so did I know? I mean, like. You're not going to get guys to sit out the national championship game, but like, Man, I wouldn't he's think, like, but now he's the face of it now. Yeah. Yeah. Number, probably number one, first wide receiver off mm-hmm. the board, torn four, ACL, four, three speed. But also, it's like you, go to, Al- you go to Alabama to play for a national championship. And right. Yeah. So I don't think like, you're going to be able to sit out. I don't think say, if, if you sit out, I don't think Saban, I mean, I saw Brian Newbert post on the boards like saying, like, He's got probably the the heaviest or the strongest voice for NFL scouts out there, and if if you don't play in like the biggest game of the year, regardless of how many times he's won it before, I don't think that's going to bode well for your potential future. Yeah. No, I don't see any way. But it's just like, oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's it'll be, be discussed now. Oh yep. yeah, at nauseum. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's I think it's a little different. Than, I, yeah, I don't know what. You, I don't yeah. know if it's going to go into. You're going to get boosters now that'll start like buying insurance for these players like that so that he's getting yeah. covered that way if he falls now out of – I don't know if he's going to go top five or what, but, like, if he falls to the second – I don't know how far he's going to fall. He right. may not fall really at all because he's got – he's going to have a year to recover basically. But Yeah, right. Know. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that I don't know there's a right answer to it. Um, I but, I mean, I think I, – I don't know. I didn't – didn't fault David David Bell or Carl Loftus for not playing. No, not at all. Think, not at all. But it's not even a different. Not even really comparable because okay, Music City Bowl. As much as it yeah. mattered to Purdue. What if, and what if it was the Rose Bowl, team, Andrew? I think he plays. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think, think they would have both played if it was the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I go back. But and forth. yeah, I think it's totally different. Like that guy, top five pick. Okay, if he falls, people are still going to draft him. Probably even the furthest he's going to fall, he's still going to be in the first round. Probably yeah. just because yeah. we can see the potential. Bell, who's a fringe first, second round pick, potentially yeah. he could fall like to like the fourth, fourth, yeah, which is yeah, yeah, and then maybe he's 
and then he's not recovered and maybe then he's like a not not on a roster i don't know not that yeah. it'd go that far or not but who knows mm-hmm. no it's uh it's, i don't know that's it's I'm not about the it. topic's not gonna go away anytime soon no so not anytime soon but there was other purdue football news uh, the new football schedules out uh they flip-flopped the wisconsin and nebraska games the locations of the games, which we, we thought was coming. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't play them back to back, but they also, they also rearranged, rearranged some of the dates of, the of when we play the opponents. So I think uh, Minnesota got bumped up from November to October, which is nice since we play at Minnesota. Yep. Um, and then a few of the others got switched around in November. I was actually a little um, uh, surprised that the FU game is our homecoming. I thought usually that's been a big 10 game. For as long as I can remember, so it's interesting to see that it's a non-Big Ten opponent, which is, I mean, should hopefully be a win and a good time for everybody coming back. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's hard not to get excited looking at the schedule. Totally different than this year, even though Purdue managed it pretty well. I remember looking at that non-conference schedule coming off of the rough 2020 thinking like this could be too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's just crazy how, I mean, even just like, I, I know Taryn, I talked about, I don't think you're on the point, Andrew, but just how much things have changed, even from like in season. Like I remember like Illinois game, we were thinking this, this is mm-hmm. a disaster. If we lose this is, season's over four games in, and now it's all of a sudden like we could win 10 games next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Roseville goes through West Lafayette. I'm like trying not to get my hopes up so high that like if Purdue doesn't win nine or ten games, that I'm gonna be disappointed. But yeah. it's just I'm fun to have some hype until like fall practice starts well, because so right. much could happen between sure. now and you, then and with transfers and whatnot. But losing you coaches. Talked about exactly. I was to say you haven't even talked about the other part of it. That's kind of been a bummer, not unexpected, but kind of a bummer that coaching staff's kind of getting gutted. Yeah, Webby, why don't you? You yeah, the one that kind of right, broke the news, the both of like us. Thirty minutes before we went on, I saw Tom Deanhart. So you know, it's I mean, this has been something that's been floating around for like the last four or five days, but nothing really concrete from the Purdue end. But it's I mean, according to Tom Deanhart, so I yeah, say it's pretty credible. pretty credible that uh, Jamarcus Shepard is going to University of Washington to be the receivers coach. I guess better Notre Dame. Got to go somewhere. Yeah, I'm as long as Notre Dame doesn't get the Alabama guy. Which I hope they just miss on both of them. It's just like a, even though even though I like Marcus Freeman, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't want another day. I can't root for Freeman at all anymore. So I hope. I mean, good guy, I but I, oh, I, I hope agree. he doesn't do well. So, um, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm surprised if he had the offer at Notre Dame. Maybe he didn't. Maybe Notre Dame didn't offer him. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, being a Fort Wayne, right? Fort Wayne guy. I don't know. I, I would say Notre Dame's a significant better program than yes Notre Washington. Dame than Washington but maybe maybe Notre Dame was just wide receivers coach and Washington right. he's co-offensive coordinator still yeah in Washington just five years ago they did make the playoff but that's when Chris Peterson was there and they were still kind of rolling they're not the same program they were I, five years ago but I didn't realize Shepard was at Washington State for for a year yeah under Mike Leach and yeah, so 20 I think before he was at Western Kentucky I did not realize that yeah he's been air raid pretty much everywhere he's went yeah. yeah. So I mean like and you throw in um their new head coach, is it DeBoer? DeBoer. DeBoer, yeah. Or used to be it was off scoring at Indiana when their offense yep. was really good. So you've got, you know, a high octane guy. So I mean it could be, you know, 
they, they now they're, they're going to be competing with USC now with the hiring of what's this? I'm playing is uh, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. So it could be could make the Pac-12 really interesting. Well, hey man, Michael Penix could be spinning that ball for the Huskies. <laughs> Which Remember, I, he went to Washington. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw this being debated on the boards, and I want to get your. That doesn't matter now if he's not. But if he went to Notre Dame, how much do you think that would have impacted recruiting for us? I don't I think mean, it would matter that much. They, they, we probably we go after like all the Indiana guys. They probably yeah. go after only about two that we usually go after. Yeah, like usually like the top. It's like the, two, they go after the guys. top, like yeah. the top like three ranked guys in Indiana, and that's it. And they're usually like linemen. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they that usually are, get... it's that are choosing between Notre Dame, Ohio State. They, and Ohio. Al, yeah, correct. So yeah, because I, I saw guys like oh how it would have it was going to kill us. I was like I don't think it really would have mattered because, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't. It, I don't think it would. I think it would be more uh, depending on who Purdue replaced it by, not by Notre Dame being that much recruiting yeah. better than Purdue because they already do. But yeah, got a comment here on YouTube. Who's going to replace Coach Shep? That's a great question. Uh, I know my I, number one candidate, just out of just being a fanboy, is Mr. Stubblefield, come from Penn State. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know how he recruits. I mean, it's Penn State, so it's kind of hard to tell because that usually place recruits itself. Right. But I mean, you'd think he'd at least be an intrigue just to come home, right? Um, I, I, I mean, he's from Washington, so keeping the Washington uh, reference going. But you'd think he'd at least. I mean, I'm not sure what he's getting paid. I think Shepard was getting paid around four thirty, um, four hundred thirty thousand dollars as an assistant and or as a receivers coach and call offensive coordinator, but I'm not sure what stuff is getting paid. I'm sure it's pretty good being at Penn State, but I think he I think he got to call him at least. Yeah, I, I got to think that's a pretty intriguing job for a lot of people. Around oh the yeah, country because our wide receivers have done so well under Brom. Our wide receivers room is so deep. Um, got to think that's going to be a pretty easy fill. You look at this, the last couple of rec- recruiting classes of receivers has usually been pretty good. Obviously, we had the two that were highlighted by Bell and Rondell Moore, but. And we still got some good guys, and you hope you know something like Milton Wright can come in, can come back, get this stuff figured out. But I think Stubblefield, trying to think who else might be out there. Someone I saw. I, I thought about it. Desmond Tardy. Yeah, he's at IMG down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked them up just to see. Do you know who their director of QB Academy at IMG is? Jeff Blake. Oh, <laughs> that was the interesting. Old, the old Bengal. Yeah, I mean, you think that would help us, hopefully, with some you know recruiting down there with some of the Florida boys. But I mean, you know, I mean, it's that place is just a fact. Going from sure. I know, yeah, it's high, it's high school, not college, but still, it's basically a college. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like with him, you don't have to we don't have to pay him as much as you're paying Shepard, just because he's making that jump as a first time college coach. And but, no, he Tardy coached at Butler actually for a little. Oh, bit. he did. Okay, yeah, but I think before IMG, so he's been in college, but not. FBS level. It'll probably yeah. be somebody who Brahms worked with in the past. That's usually, yeah, usually his is. Thing. Yep. Yeah. And maybe it's not even at Western Kentucky. Maybe it was at Louisville or, or Illinois when he was <clears> a <throat> coach or or somebody. But uh, it'll be interesting. So, and then one of our our co offensive line coach retired. Yeah. Retiring. And I saw Neil Tom Dean I saw Dean Hart say that um, Dale Williams will be the offensive line coach yeah. next season. Makes sense. Now Callaway Callaway's only been with the team for two years, right? He was an analyst mm-hmm. last year, two years yeah. ago, and then this year or last year, and then this year was a assistant offensive or co-offensive right. or offensive line coach or whatever. Right, so, yeah. hey, I don't know. Line improved, I, I think. I mean, they're pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, now they should have more depth. So hopefully, 
I don't I, I mean I know we talked about it throughout the season about how not many teams I don't think have two offensive line coaches. Right. So it worked. Yeah. Seemed to. But it's you know, I mean we're all kind of frustrated, especially losing Jamarcus <clears throat> Shepard because he seems like a good guy. He's a fiery guy, he's a good recruiter, but we were pretty lucky to keep this offensive staff intact as long as we did. The so, core, anyways, I was you know, sure. guys, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, between the quarterback coach, head coach, offensive line, running back, and receivers, all yeah. guys have been here so, since the start. Uh, Brian Brom and Shepard were co-offensive coordinators, correct? Yep, so, yep. do you think it's getting kind of later into the coaching search? Are we think is there anybody else on the offensive side? We haven't talked about defense yet, but on the offensive side, I mean, is Brian? I know Brian Brom has looked at. Offensive jobs, but if Purdue hires a wide receivers coach and it's and Brian Brian Brom is not a co-offensive coordinator, he is just offensive coordinator. Is that enough of a bump to entice him, or does he want to be play calling? Is he because I mean Jeff still calls the plays. I mean, I still think I still he would think love to go be an office, office coordinator somewhere, but I don't know if any of those positions are going to be open this late in the game. So yeah, he might be have to sit and wait another year. But yeah, I see, I do see him being the co or the sole office coordinator unless they decide to add that to Barclays yeah. title or something. But you usually don't see why a running back coach get co-offensive coordinator. But I mean, yeah. a wide receivers coach to be a co-offensive coordinator. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know the ins and outs of why people get titles, but maybe it's just because we're more of a passing offense. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know. I get it. I think but it's I more know. of a, a title thing. Yeah. Well, part of their bump we, up and, we haven't even talked, still haven't filled out the defensive coordinator position. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I still got to think either English or Hagen gets it, or maybe they keep the co titles and English calls the plays because Hagen's never called the plays before. Right. Um, I, I would just be surprised if they hire from the outside, but the longer it goes on with no, I mean, news, they have to hire somebody. It's just a matter of if they hire a linebackers coach right. and that's yeah. it. Right. Not a defensive right. coordinator. Someone to come and I would, plays. I would love to see TJ McCollum get so up, like, up to linebacker coach. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah. Honestly. Seems like the guys really like him a lot. Yeah. So I forgot he was on staff. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, DJ Knox is still on staff for another year as a GA. Yep. So nice to see the former players, some of the former players sticking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting no, to see how it all shakes out. No word on uh, Adams, the cornerback coach. I forget. His name. Yeah. Yeah. No official word. I mean, it's been. What's his first name? Uh, Jamal. That sounds right. Jamal Adams. That sounds right. But that also sounds like an NFL defense. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't seem uh, right. But I was the name that came to my head. Uh, but the, I mean, no it, word on if he he's going to follow. I know we talked about follow that. Lambert to Wake, yeah. and which is interesting. Wake Forest and all the way too early preseason polls has it. They have Wake Forest in top ten. Wow. Of all wow. Of them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, they must be returning a lot of guys. I believe you're talking about James, James Adams. James. James. Start with the J. What did they thought about? I was like, it's James, not Jamal James. Yeah. See, he even start with the J A M. So close enough. <laughs> yeah. New start with this though. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, we'll, we'll see. I mean, spring ball, it's crazy to think. I mean, we're almost halfway through January. Spring ball is yeah. going to be starting in late February. So, man, got transfer quarterback this week. Uh, well, and, okay. and also the news, Austin Burton's coming back, which surprised me. That surprised me it did. a lot. Uh, do you think, I don't know. I don't want it. Never mind. Not gonna say it. I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? Like, well, I was gonna say, does it mean? I mean, I know. So it's different than so O'Connell 
not very mobile. Alimo, I don't remember. I don't, even I don't know. think he was super mobile. He barely I mean, saw him. I think he's a decent athlete. Yeah. Allen, true freshman, can't expect anything. He's and not, also not field. Like super. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Burton is that Brom was kind of recruiting him to come back to have that mobile, or is it more of Alimo's not ready to be the true backup? I hope it's more of the first. And, yeah. and yeah. that maybe Burton just loves playing football <clears throat> and loves going mm-hmm. to school at Purdue. And maybe we do see more run packages next year in, in certain situations. Um, yeah. It does give us an experienced backup which option, which I like. Um, yeah. And he knows the offense. Like, But yeah. I could also see the counterpoint, well, this pushes Alimo and, and Brady Allen, which I'm not asking I mean, about actually, Brady Allen because he's a freshman. But Alimo's no, progress could be pushed back a little bit. And really, we're just assuming that. I mean, who's to say that yep. Alimo really isn't going to be the two and Burton's right. a change of pace? And also, this is Burton's, exactly. la- this is Burton's last year regardless, right? Right, So yes. if, we assume, yes. if we assume AOC plays the entire season, it wouldn't, wouldn't really matter because they're both gone yeah. at the end of the year. And 100%. we assume it's Alimo's team next year unless Brady 100%. just comes and lights it up. 100%. So, so yeah, I'm, I I hope but, I think I'd like the idea of having kind of like we do with Plummer, which I hope we throw more in like when he's in there, we actually have a threat to throw the ball because we never saw that really this this last year, but we'll see. To your to your point, Evan, about if O'Connell starts the whole year and then it doesn't matter. Tanner, what was the last time that Purdue started and ended the season with the same quarterback? Jesus. <laughs> it was 2016. Blau. Mr. Blau. Hazel's okay, before year. that, <laughs> before that, like 07, Painter? Can we say well, it was well, before that? Uh, actually, Elliot, Joey Elliott, right? Didn't oh, start, Elliot, yeah. the whole... It was actually Turbush. Turbush started every game in 11. Marv had Yikes. moments he came in, but Turbush started every game in 11. Yikes. Yeah. Because the first game of 2011 against Mid-Tennessee State, which we won on a block field goal, uh, Marv's was knee wasn't Mar- Marv's. Was yeah, you wore jeans. It was ninety-five. Yeah. <laughs> you wore jeans. <laughs> Marv's knee wasn't ready for the first two weeks. So Rob uh-huh. Henry blew out his knee. So Sean Robinson came in as, in portions of that yeah. first game because they, true, they true freshman. Yeah, uh, red. Uh, he was uh, actually a sophomore. Yeah, a sophomore. And then they redshirted him, and then he switched the linebacker. Moving the linebacker. So, okay, I didn't. I thought that was yeah. when he played. Before he, I knew it was when he got moved to the I linebacker. I thought we were going to get on a block field goal. For some reason, I thought we blew him out, but no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> then we lost the rice the next week so yep, yeah, it was did. just fantastic uh-huh. but oh the good old days man that's what uh boy uh boiler uniforms i believe that's his name on twitter he runs a really good account yeah he put which helmet black helmet do you like better the matte blacks that we wore from like 13 to 16 or the new glossy ones that we introduced a few years ago i said the glossy ones because the matte blacks remind me of how bad the football was between <laughs> 13 to 16 Every time yeah. I look at it, I'm like, oh my God. It just brings back yeah. flashbacks to being down 42 nothing and a half. <laughs> having to have a pick to beat Indiana State. Uh remember the white helmets that had the new train logo and the numbers on the opposite side. Oh, of those were ugly. Those were awful. Those are bad too. Yeah. Lime green ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are at least those, those are a special hammer right. out of cancer, which I get. Right. How about do you remember the one? Uh I think we played Iowa. I remember it was either Adeline or Appleby, and it had like pictures inside the P, like yeah, a yeah, ton uh-huh. of small pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like we had a new helmet like every game. Was that Hazel's first year? I don't know. They all run together. I, they were all so bad. I thought like Hazel's first year, they did a bunch of fun, like weird, like gimmick kind of like that to get people and get people excited. I thought that was Hazel's first year. I kind of remember that. Which I don't know what I thought about this, but um, when 
Boiler Football tweeted out or posted a picture or posted something about like, like so Connell did had some stat that I think he like had either most passing yards. Which I don't remember what the stat was. Yeah, but it was like him Blau. Percentage. Yeah, it was him Blau yeah. and Everett. And the, Herman. Herman, yes. Um, and the picture of Blau was like from his like one of his Hazler because he had the old uniform. I was like, we couldn't make one from twenty yep. eighteen. <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope. Uh, Who's the intern? What's uh, and, 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 and we're way off topic now, but what was the uh, what was the pre, what was the pregame pep rally of the Hazel Hair they tried to uh, first year? the furnace two, two and twelve because <laughs> <laughs> boiling pour of water, which oh was packed the first <laughs> was packed so the first bad. time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like packed oh. the first week they did it, and then it was like nobody showed up. <laughs> I never so went. Bad. I know that. <laughs> Nine wins heat. in four years. Yeah. Nine. Turn up the heat. Yep. Oh. Furnace, great name. Love the name. One Just, brick I mean, higher, he, boys. One Hill, brick higher. Which is still something that's in the locker room because I remember seeing videos of Brom. This is one brick higher above the, in the locker room. <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised we didn't completely gut everything, which is sad because that was built after Hazel left. Yeah. So it's it like this thing. I guess they started it, but Jeff probably walked in. I like that. I like that one brick higher. <laughs> Having no idea that, yeah, that was our motto. Didn't he bring? Hey, a, didn't Hazel bring a book that he had from Ohio State, like the players' players' manual, players. A, a players' manual. Yep. We thought that was so cool when he did it. He tried to turn this into Ohio State, and it was yeah. not even freaking close. Ohio State with MAC level players playing against Ohio State. We were losing recruits to MAC level MAC schools. We couldn't even beat the MAC schools for recruits towards the end. Oh boy. Great. Great. At least we've come a long ways in five years. That's why Brom needs an extension. So we haven't, yeah, we haven't seen anything about that. that I'm is, really hoping something's done behind the works or I'm, getting done. Yeah. You have to think. They'll announce in April or something. They got the big meeting. I mean, yeah. I think I saw recruiting dead period ends here soon. I think it just ended. Not, is it, did it just I end? Thought, I thought I saw someone say it ended. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, it's soon that recruiting is going to pick up. I don't know if that's – not that it really matters. I think Purdue's senior class is pretty much full. Yeah. But not – I don't know if it matters or not, but to say that, hey, I, you're talking to a junior in high school and it's like, hey, I've got five or six years left on my contract, so I'll be here for your four or five years of college. <laughs> yeah. If that matters or not. I don't know. It's hard to they can leave at any time. Right. It's changed so much, but – Yep, I hope I hope Purdue's not done in the portal yet. I hope they grab a few more guys. Mm-hmm. I'd love that running back from Minnesota. But class has started this week, and he's not on campus, so that might say something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to shake out. But <laughs> any more other final thoughts before we get to wrapping this thing up? Basketball season. It is. It is fully, officially. Fully basketball season. Also well probably... done. My NFL team, I've, it's been done to me since Thanksgiving. Hey, so we're looking for new coaches, Webby. You're looking for GM Maybe, too. Yeah, we're looking for new. Too, we're but... looking for a new owner. Are <laughs> so, you surprised? Off topic though, Tanner. Elway and Manning, different ownership groups. I was surprised Elway. I'd heard Manning rumored for a long time, but well, I had I, not I, heard I was, Elway. So. I think your dream would be they go in together. I I don't think they ended on the best terms in that 2015 season from some books I've read. I don't think they were getting along by the end of that season, but I I still wouldn't be surprised if there's, I mean, 
even the groups they're in, they're going to be the small player of the group. I mean, there's going to be people with oh, lots yeah. of money. Yeah. So I have no idea. I have no it's idea. It's just the name. That's, that's, that's the only – Peyton Manning's going to be the only name that you recognize. Their, their estimated sale is going to be $4 billion. It's going to be the most in NFL history. So hmm. a lot of cash. Because the Broncos offered Elway, like, I want to say like 30% ownership when he retired for like – or like uh, at that time, it was like thirty six million or something. Yeah, and he didn't well, do it. I have to look wow. it up. The um, crap, I can't remember the name of the guy who uh, owns the Red Sox. Henry, I think it's mm-hmm. Henry. He owned like the Rage or the Expos, but then Major League Baseball like bought it from him. And then, like, bought his ownership stake in the Red Sox or something like that for yeah, something stupid like yeah. ten million dollars, yeah, it's or ridiculous. something like that, like like thirty years ago. And then now it's just worth billions. It's like something the the dollar value is just insane. Mm-hmm. It, the, yeah, it was something stupid. How much but it's, it's rose in the last 22, 23 years? Crazy. So, um, all right, let's do some uh, sponsor reads to wrap this thing up. Uh, the boiler breakdown. Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce they are providing flu shots and COVID-19 shots by appointment. Get online. It's simple. Pick the shot you want, or you can simply call and set up an appointment that way, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, Check out their website, www.webrx.com, or give them a call. Web Family Pharmacy, professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. And Andrew, what's yep. Shroff Landscaping Nurseries got when it gets a little warmer outside? And- yeah, I know. Hey, spring's right around the corner. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it can't come soon enough. Philip, 39 felt <laughs> like spring today. I mean, considering it was eight yesterday or yeah. something like that in the morning. But uh, yeah, spring will be here before we know it. Hopefully, can we can dream? But uh, keep Shroff Landscaping in mind. They've been in business for over fifty years. Can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, and they are licensed lawn app- lawn applicators. You can contact them today at five seven four two two three two seven six nine. Shroff Landscaping Design with you in mind. Yes, One more plug for our friend Adam at Full Steam Ahead Podcast. He just released a new podcast with uh, pre sports chaplain Marty Dittmar. Go check that out. Listen to it today. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, Marty's awesome. Yes, he is. He's a good guy. So, and talked a little bit about David Blau in there. Talked a little bit about Aiden O'Connell. Talked uh, how he got the job. It was a pretty neat story. And and shared a funny uh, Coach Tiller story from the Outback Bowl. So, hmm. we really, really enjoyed, yeah. enjoyed listening to that one. So, go check that out. And check out all of Adam's past episodes if you haven't he had sarah griffin on of the soccer team before that so always gets good guests on very entertaining so but subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram at boiler break pod if you listen on apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review that really helps us out and uh, with that said let's boiler up hammer down and beat the corn huskers yeah the corn's better